Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Denise, and I have kicked off the Creative Mind series this fall, and I'm honored and excited. I have Todd Cochran back. He's CEO of Blueberry Podcasting. He wrote the book, Podcasting the Do-It-Yourself Guide, also the founder of the People's Choice Podcast Awards and Tech Podcast Network, and so much more. And I have not had Todd on for a minute because I've been doing what I would call 911 parenting that's now become more peaceful. And I felt like now's a good time to bring Todd back to teach me all kinds of new updates on what's going on in the podcast world and all of you as well. Todd, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. And those 911 moments with uh, child raising can be fun. So as we talked about a little bit offline before the show, but yes, it's it's great to be back. Thanks for oh, having me. Oh my goodness. I just want to say thank you. <laughs> you know, I just found out that Todd is a father and he's, I knew he was a father, but I didn't realize that he has five kids, three girls, two boys. And I'm an adult and child psychiatrist. I do this professionally, but I can tell you offline, Todd gave me some fun tips and tools. And if you hear a little bit of a lightness to our um, voice right now, it's because we were chuckling so hard and we might even have to do a different show that's non-tech related. So Todd, thank you in advance for all the kind of parenting 911 few moments you just shared with me. Absolutely. And uh, have fun with that advice. Thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. So Todd, I have been doing a podcast. I love what I'm doing. You have this whole history of being a pioneer in podcasting. I've had you on for two other shows, but it's been a minute. Can you give everyone a thumbnail of your journey and who you are as a podcast pioneer before we jump into some updated stuff? Yeah, sure. So uh, October 9th, 2004, I discovered podcasting in a hotel room in Waco, Texas. Um, got the bug immediately. It was very early, obviously. Uh, started uh, my tech show, Geek New Centro, which just celebrated 1700 episode uh, on Monday. Woo-woo. Congratulations. Yeah. And really what it, you know, what, you know, it's just a series of events, you know, in the early days, it was very complicated, very, you had to be very tech savvy, AKA the geek term. And really what transpired was a book deal, um, an advertising sponsor, which I still have today, which is GoDaddy, which really ultimately led to mid 2005, having a business idea about, um, you know, something, but, you know, basically we became a, a media company. And, uh, so that journey has got, you know, a crazy story in itself, but here we are literally 19 years later and, uh, still actively podcasting. I think that's important too. If you're going to be in this business and talking about podcasting, you need to actually be down the trends, actually doing one people that talk about podcasting and how to build shows that aren't actually doing a podcast. Well, uh, I think we all know that you have to build one to, uh, to understand those struggles. So it's been a fun ride. Uh, I was inducted in the podcast hall of fame. Uh, very grateful for that. Uh, and just, you know, a series of things that have happened over the years and, uh, it's been a fun ride. Fantastic. So from a tech perspective, my passion is great content, but the world seems to be going so fast with artificial intelligence, what's next. And I feel very honored that <clears throat> with the hard work I put into it, I heard 
on your night of the People's Podcast Choice Awards, which by the way, thank you for hosting such an amazing event um, and, and really honoring the one voice that people can have. And that night, um, I was listening and I, I feel very, very fortunate that I was in the finals on the science and medicine category. But when I was listening, you there's like new news and I was already thinking about how can I develop or work and do an app that actually makes sense with my podcast and how do I do that or do I do that? And then I thought instead of just asking you or someone on your team separately, I thought you could maybe, if someone's listening for the first time and never had a podcast they can hear about Blueberry because I've been I'm a Blueberry customer since day one, since 2016, and I'm so happy with the company you founded. But so like number one, okay, I want to do a podcast, but number two, how fast is technology changing and what are all the options out there if someone has an established podcast, video, non-video, artificial intelligence? I've, I've been getting um, emails saying we can take part of your RSS feed and chop it into little mini, but I'm I'm a little reluctant with the whole AI to let someone have my voice if I don't know you. So I just thought 911, another 911 moment, but not parenting. 911 help me understand and all of us understand the podcast world and all the options and all the choices. Yeah, there's a lot going on. And I, I guess starting on the AI piece, we can probably talk about that for an hour in itself but just as a, a summary w today we're using the dumbest ai that we will ever use and you look at the incredible stuff that's being done today it's only going to get better so um, we took a very long time to look at a strategy for ai that for better words i don't want to build something today that'll be out of date tomorrow and Thank you. That's exactly my concern. Yeah, it feels so, like you start something, then it levels out so fast. Yeah. So um, we are going to be building some AI production and post-production tools. Um, as a matter of fact, it's already in work um, for the for the platform. And so we will be we'll be fully and we'll add stuff over time. And really, what it is, it's going to be a mainstay of any service that you use in any business that's not looking at AI, um, they, they got a rude awakening coming um, in the next couple of years. Things are going to change. And you know, just from a, a global standpoint, people that are subject matter experts are, are going to be fine. They're not going to have a problem in this new era that we're coming into. Those that are super creative and can really think about how to tell these language models and different tools to do what they want them to do, they're going to be fine. But the thunking, and I actually stole this word from Google because that's what they call it. What's the it called? Thunking. I guess it's not even a word. T-H-U-N-K-I-N-G. Thunking. Oh. The thunking that we do of writing emails, proposals, papers, that's going to be done by AI sooner than we know it. But you're going to need the subject matter experts to validate to make sure that the thunking that AI did is valid, right? You're going to have to make sure that it didn't go off you know, go off and talk about something that isn't real. So I think what will happen with AI, it's going to evolve and every service is going to have it. And these podcasting companies that are set up to do AI standalone, you know, they're going to have to really, really work hard to stay ahead because guess what? We're building it into the platform. So going By the back. Way, that actually makes me feel relieved 
I am going to keep letting it be in flow, but I feel like I can deep dive with you or one of your teammates or actually even do another show. Cause I feel like whenever it's something new, like riding a bike for the first time or anything, it's nice to have the people that really have your back and it's already built in the infrastructure. So I just want to say thank you in advance for having that for everyone on Blueberry, the Blueberry platform. The, but the thing I'll say is that AI does not replace common sense. I love if, it, that. If, if it gives you something that you kind of look at sideways, well, maybe it isn't valid. So you have to be careful on any output. So, you know, we're hoping that our product will meet the level of standards that I'm hoping it for. I'm okay. sure we're going to have growing pains just like any other thing. But in the end, it's a tool. It's an assistance tool. And what we have found over the years is that podcasters typically need help with planning, show ideas, questions for guests, those types of things they need prior to actually doing interview, doing an episode, and they need post-production tools to help them with blog post writing. Because if you, sadly, if you look at most of the metadata that's out there for shows, it's pretty weak. So you record your audience for your audience, right? Right. As we're doing right now, Mm -hmm. you write for Google and you write for the search engines. So your, your blog is really for helping for discovery and other people to find you over time. So we're going to help with that process. And then obviously going back to what Blueberry does, we're still building, you know, out a product line uh, and we've continued to add stuff. You know, now every podcaster gets a media kit. They can have a, a link tree type of page, which we call uh, quick links. Um, they can have um they, they can, most of our services now are tied in with the uh, transcriptions and we monetization. Everything is really within the platform, but we still have this focus of, and what sets us apart from many other podcast hosts is you, we, we want you to grow your show on your brand, on your.com. So all of our customers get a free WordPress site. It's managed. It's backed up. You don't have to worry about it crashing. We provide some templates and some uh, minimum basic plugins that you'll need and ability to get you off the ground and on the right track from the beginning. Some people come to us already with their own brands or businesses, and they just use our PowerPress podcasting plugin. But anyway, we have a, a lot for everybody. And there's really two types of customers that come to us. It's those that, one, want to control their voice and brand, make sure that their listener privacy is maintained. And number two, um, those that are essentially trying to get in and get started. And mm-hmm. we make it easy for both paths. We make it easy for those that are have a, have a game plan, and we make it easy for those that uh, are looking to, you know, to get started and get going with free trials. And we've got a great support team. As, as I say, you can always call a friend. We have voice support. So, um, um, is Mike still part of your amazing team? He is, he is. And, uh, Mike, uh, Mike, Dave and Sean, uh, take care of our customers really globally. Um, I thank God for them too, because I, I could never be a customer service rep. We probably have no customers. Well, so. I just want to pause <laughs> there and something I really felt comfortable with. This is about two years ago. I had a very, for you or for Mike or Sean or Dave, a very simple question. And for my neuro style and the age range or generational overlay, I love hearing the actual human voice 
and not just being on hold. In fact, I wanted to have you on to kind of give us the lay of the land because it's time for me to level up. I've been raising my son. I know I've got a great Dr. Denise show. It's been said that it's really helpful to many, but I want to go and talk with your team off show or maybe with you even more on something where you go and you go, well, okay, I've got this podcast, but how do I keep elevating it? What technology? I'm kind of one of those people where I'm a content and I'm a doctor, I think on the spot, but I would need someone like a Mike, Dave, Sean, or yourself to, okay, here we have this show. We have these ideas. You have this website. What can you do to level up? Are you overpaying? Why are you doing Zencaster plus this? Do you need this? And that's the kind of thing I don't have the answers. So I feel like with your tech support team, when I spoke to Mike the one time, I thought, okay, Denise, step one, have Todd back on show. Two, make it so that everyone else can hear. Then three, the thing I love about the Blueberry podcasting team and platform is it's very personal. It's not just personal of uh, tech support. It's wonderful that you've got such a caring team. So, and you, um, can we just talk about that? The reverence you have and how long they've been with you, because I think that's very important. I think a lot of day and age people don't have that kind of care and reverence for the people they work with. You know, our, our team, um, I'm fortunate. We've had literally almost no turnover. Um, we've had uh, a couple, one person leave and a couple of people I had to let go. But over the many, many years, we've got a big, a big family. Wow. And, um, you know, and, and we do our best to take care of them uh, with, with uh, great salaries and benefits. And, of course, uh, one thing that we implemented this year that we really didn't even announce is we went to a 36-hour work week. Uh, oh, my Friday, goodness. Friday's at, Friday's at noon. We cut everybody loose. Now, if there's something going on, people will stay. But typically by noon, everyone's wrapped up. Uh, who wants to work on a Friday afternoon anyway, right? Right. So, um, you know, that's, you know, just stuff to help build morale and build a team. And to be frank, you know, what we're really looking to do is on the tech side, and I talked a little bit about the podcast awards so that people would at least get an indication of what's going on. There's an initiative amongst, uh, well, it was started by Adam Curry and Dave Jones. Adam is the the pod father of podcasting. He was the Genesis moment for me for starting a show when I heard his daily source code way back in 2004. But Dave and Adam have been looking at how can we improve podcasting and, and in, not in a way that has our audiences stuck mm. on these walled gardens. And, and what I'm going to call a walled garden is Spotify, some of the stuff that YouTube's doing, and basically, these are walled gardens where your interaction with your audience is is literally controlled and how you are surfaced is controlled by those entities. And we are looking to expand the capabilities of podcasting. And there's a bunch of new apps that are now supporting a lot of these new features. Now, some of the technical folks will get real down deep in the weeds and we don't want to do that. We want to stay on the level where we're talking to a content creator says, if you use this feature, this will help you because of this. So. So when you were saying this, when I'm hearing you, I was tuning in before I do a show. I was like, what do I really want to accomplish from this show with Todd besides what we're already doing? And I had that, you know, the show, the reality shows where the chef comes in um, and he kind of tells the restaurant what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong and helps yeah. them. 
I feel like that's where I'm at. Like my podcast has got quality and content. My son's in a good place, but I have to have, I need like 911 help. I was also thinking, gosh, maybe Todd could do a carve out where he helps a couple podcasters and you kind of go through the recipe, like you're doing this, this way. And I'll be like, what, what does that even mean? Right. There's things I don't even understand. Like I just am doing it. Like I record a show and I upload it to this, but it's from back in 2016. And I know I could be up to date. I know I have other younger people that are going to come on to help me with some intros and outros, but I feel almost like doing your own podcast awareness scorecard where someone comes in and says, here's everything you can do. And here's how you do it. And for me, that was a bit overwhelming. So this, I love what you were just about to say, how you don't want to make it too much for people where they don't feel like they can do it themselves or get some guidance from your team. Yeah. And, and some of this we've tried to break down in because some of this is a little complicated. Um, so we've tried to- <laughs> exactly why I'm here yeah. with you. And so, I thought, Todd, I, I honor and respect <laughs> your time so much. I thought if we were having this conversation, this could also help many. Yeah. Right. And Cause it, you're probably going to have to do this conversation again and again. And so, true. okay, I'm going to shush myself and just listen to you. But I, <laughs> I have my hand on my heart because some of this tech stuff for me personally, if someone calls me up and I get a new referral and they, they want to think about ending their life because I am an adult and child psychiatrist, that to me is so much easier helping someone to not end their life than navigating tech stuff. It's like, this is where I need help. So I just wanted to kind of let everyone, if you're a listener out there and you kind of feel overwhelmed at times, Todd's going to keep walking us through this and just know that I have a little bit of that feeling of, oh no. So let's think about this as if um, we're building a house. And podcasting 2.0 is really, we've laid the foundation in right now and we're out we we put the floor on and we put some some walls in and in the roof's not on yet so things are still kind of like in flux okay so podcasting 2.0 is a work in progress uh, okay. by any definition because it, it comes with the need for number one podcast host to implement these features comes number two for the podcasters to understand these features Number three, for the app developers where our content is being consumed for them to implement these new features. And most importantly, number four is to get the audience to understand the value that we're bringing to them to help them engage with the podcaster. So, yes. so this is a, this is a multi-level cohesive team of app developers, podcast hosts, podcast enthusiasts that are all working to improve podcasting. So let's start out with the most basic one. Okay. A lot of us have been creating transcripts for our shows for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, what did you do with that transcript? Did you link it on your website? How did you make it available? In the essence, transcripts were really designed in the end for people that don't like to listen or those that are uh, hearing impaired. The transcript was to give them the opportunity to be able to listen in their own way to a show through a transcript. So transcript files, we made a new feature within RSS, and I don't want to get into all the weeds, but ultimately, if you link your transcript in your show post, what we'll do now in our Blueberry players, we'll put a closed caption link on there that says, hey, here's the close. Well, if it's closed caption 
supported. In other words, it has the right tech inside the file. We'll mark it as a closed caption. And actually, as the audio plays, the closed caption will play below the player. Whereas if it's a transcript, we say, hey, here's a download link. You can just download because there's different requirements between a transcript and closed caption. So we partnered with Rev and they produce all our transcripts and all our closed caption files for our customers that add that service. And basically what you now have through this new initiative by having this ability to do this within the RSS feed, you have accessibility for your podcast. So that's, that's the first thing. The second one is you think is common sense. Um, if you have a Patreon, a PayPal, buy me a copy that you already set up. Well, how then do we get that so that when someone's in an app, they can see that you have a Patreon or a PayPal or buy me a copy. So we added the ability for people to add the link to their Patreon, their PayPal, buy me a copy, whatever it is. And it's, it's basically, so it's called funding. And essentially then in the app, the app developers that have adopted the funding feature, you put your PayPal in. Then when someone, a listener goes into the app to listen to your show, they say, oh, there, there's a PayPal donation link. I can, or buy me a coffee. I can click that right in the app and go and support the show. So little simple connections like that. One of the other cool features is called chapters and chapters, you know, up until 2021 were only supported by Apple podcasts and the data create them had to be written within the media file was kind of complicated. So with the Venom new chapters feature, you can create a chapter file. And we actually have this in our publishing interface now where you tell us at, at such and such minute, I talked to about such and such thing and here's the link to it, maybe even an image. So that, so ultimately what will happen is this chapter file can be added to in perpetuity. You could have supporters coming in, add more context or more metadata. And ultimately what will happen then is that again, the apps, the apps will be able to surface that chapter information. And someone that's listening to your show says, I want to skip to the point where Todd starts talking about chapters. Boom. They click that. The pipper jumps. You want them to listen to the whole show, but we're all busy people. But the chapters give people the ability to find content. And it has a dual purpose, too. It has the purpose of providing some metadata to Google to index to understand, oh, this is what this show really talked about. And here's the, here's the marker. Wow. Um, so, again, Can I just, I just need to pause. <laughs> I have to tell you. I don't know if I need, I like for an existing podcaster, it's like hand on my heart that I feel so fortunate that people, that I have great listeners. I have not been implementing probably 90% of what you're talking about. This is but, all new. Yeah. But I'll, even before that, I just want to, I just want everyone to know that I have such a joy on having guests and doing content that my intention was to get great content. And I don't know, I haven't had you on for a while because I've been just such a mama bear. But I actually, Todd, with all the shows I've done in the last two years, I was blessed and able to get intellectual property protection on all my new ideas. So I have the Dr. Denise show, Trademark Protected, Embrace Your Neurostyle and Beyond, On Staying Sane and Rocking a Betrayal. And now my energy can be focused on growing those concepts and I feel very fortunate that your Blueberry platform 
has all these things to do now, but I still feel like really humbled. Like I probably will need to have a call with one of your teammates, or maybe I could be the example on one of your shows. Like let's pick apart the Dr. Denise show. What should she do? Why is she? Cause I just feel like for me personally, I'm just being humbled. Like a lot of the stuff that you have, it's like, how do I learn how to do it? So how do people learn how to do it? Like, it sounds amazing. Like I'm listening to every single thing and I'm like, okay, I'm going to need to take some time off, go to one of the workshops, talk with your team and have someone almost do like a diagnostic on what I'm already doing so I can learn how to do it better. Here's, here's the thing that you're going to find interesting and the folks listening to the show might perk up. There is a term called value for value. And value for value is time. Now, this is for the audience members. If you love a podcast and you want to provide value, there's three types of value. Giving your time, your talent, or your treasure. We all love the treasure. We love it when audience members support the show financially. But maybe someone that's listening to your show has some time and can donate some talent. So what we've, what we're, trying to teach podcasters that our time constrained, we're all busy, you have lives, families, kids, you know, parental issues, all these things. Leverage the, the fans of your show to, to contribute time, talent, and treasure. Maybe you don't have time to do chapters, but maybe there's a fan of the show that says, hey, Denise, I will help you with your chapter files. I'll come in post episode after the thing's been published a couple days later after I've listened to the show and made some notes and I'll create the chapters for you. This is the beauty of value for value. They give some time and talent. It's, it's as valuable as treasure, but it comes back to you in a different way. So we're telling podcasters today to leverage this idea of value for value. I'm giving you great value in content. And if you love me so much in this content that I'm giving you, you want to give me value back time, talent, treasure. So for my show, personal show, I have a fan of the show that does the chapters file. I don't have time to do the chapters file. They come in again, day or two later after. And the thing is, it doesn't have to be on day one when the show goes out. These chapter files can be put in later. The metadata will trickle down and you're going to be fine. So that's just one little piece. Now let's talk about another feature location. All right. This allows you to document where your show's located or on occasion you do something remote or you talk about something remote. You can actually kind of set that so people will know, that, okay, uh, we're talking about Southern California or we're talking about wherever. And not everyone's going to want to use this feature. I basically set my location or where my studio's at. And that's just something that will be picked up. If people are looking for content coming specifically out of Michigan, they'll find my show. But maybe it's not Michigan specific. So they'll see a list of shows that are originate in Michigan, maybe help them to find content. But one of the things I'm most excited about, it's called credits. Just like today, we're doing a show. I'm on your podcast. You're the host. With the credits feature, you can now document your role, co-host, guest, producers. So just like television, you can now start giving credits And these could be tied into an IMDB database, which they are. And there's a couple of websites that are picking these up now that says Dr. Denise was the host. Todd was the guest. And maybe you link to my LinkedIn or a picture of me. And again, this is all picked up in the metadata that will show up in these podcast apps 
that are supporting it. But it's a chicken and egg situation. What do we do first? Tell the apps you have to support it? Well, apps usually don't work that way. They usually look for adoption. So for us, we built the feature, or making the opportunity for the podcasters to use it. And over the next two years, as these features are starting to be embraced and used, but and you're early, so you're not late, Denise, you don't have to worry. Thank you. Um, Wait, listen, when I'm hearing this, I can tell you can feel my energy and we're like doing an audio. Yeah. Okay, so with Hand on My Heart, I have about seven to 15 requests per day to be on the show. Right. And I'm still raising my son on my own and I'm a doctor. Sure. And now I know with humility and gratitude, like I feel very fortunate to be in the final. So now I'm like, I want to up my game, but I want to do it in a way that's sustainable over time. And with the different target audiences, do some things audio, some things video. And I want to take it like I have been doing my knowledge that I do in my office into all my different target audiences, but do it with humility. And, and I have to be, I just want to talk about grace too, because we had another show where we talked about sometimes you need to take little pauses. And I had um, a loss in my family friend group on September 23rd, and he had become like a father figure to me. And it's my best friend. I have friends of all ages. And I literally had to tell all the different, like really amazing luminary guests. I have all their books that I, and I love, I love interviewing people. It's like such an honor to have you. So for me, the quality of doing things, like the actual, like the, the relationship with the person so important. And now just hearing you telling me, I feel like you're walking me off the high dive, like Denise, it's going to be okay. Like, <laughs> like, like you haven't missed the boat. You can do this. Because yeah. because I, when you have something and you're so passionate about it and you want it to have longevity, it is trial and error. And I, yeah. I like to use the terms adaptive versus restrictive perfectionism because I have a friend of mine that's 22 years old that we're creating music and a book and she's going to start helping me with the show. And I said, no, Emily. And I also told Herb Dow, who's a nonlinear, he's won the Lifetime Achievement Award in Hollywood for nonlinear editing. And he wants to do all this work with me. I said, now, Herb, I need to get information from Todd first. So I just want you to know, Todd, this <laughs> interview has been like, dun, 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 Todd's coming on, dun, 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 what's going on with tech, dun, 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 I'm not going to need to shit bricks anymore. That's so right. I just wanna, so keep going and just <laughs> walking us all through this, because I feel like a lot of people might have these concerns when things are moving faster than we know what yeah. to do, right? Yeah, it's, it's early days, just like AI's early days, but start to pay attention little by little. Now, fortunately... Some of these features, and I'll call them features again, because we don't want to get into too much nerd talk. No, I do. I like me. Yeah. Well, well, we can do global broad yeah. stroke recipe this show, and then maybe another show we can get even more technical. Does that sure. sound good? We'll like yeah. lay out the recipe, and then we'll go deeper, like in a month or something, if that works for you. Sure. Okay. Some of these are 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 set and forget. Like you set the license. You have a trailer episode. There's a way to set a trailer episode. Some of these are set and forget. And maybe you have to update the trailer once a year. So some of these aren't too hard to, to do. It's not something you have to do every episode. But we did adopt the season function, same as Apple. So now the podcasting two-point apps. And it's really kind of, uh, if, if you've been doing seasons with Apple already, which not a lot of people do, it, it's just automatic. It happens. Um, episode numbers, that type of stuff. But here's something that may blow your mind. There's podcasts are more than just podcast. 
podcasts could be films, they could be yes. audio, books, they yes. could even be video, maybe yes. even a, a, a pod safe music show. So we have yes. the ability now to set the medium type. Oh so my if, gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Okay. Keep yeah. going. So you could have a brand new show that could be one episode and it could be a film. Oh, I love you this. A brand new podcast that could be a video series. You <gasps> could have a brand new podcast that could just be an audiobook. Oh so, my gosh. Can I tell you why I'm smiling? OMG, I'm so excited. Because the Ascension Media that I founded, I still have it as a quantum space. I haven't opened up the bank account, but I have multiple incubator teams. I have a children's song about loving your neurostyle. And I've had kids in studio with Emily, who graduated from the Berkeley School of Music. And then my friend Bev, who's 80 going on 50, writes poetry. And so I have this children's book that parallels everything I believe about loving your neurostyle, a song, and then I'm going to have a book. And then our idea was to film it when we start having events. Sure. So I feel like super, like hand on my heart. Like I know I need still to kind of do the work learn the stuff, but it's so neat that you, there's a phrase that Beverly wrote in one of her poems on creativity. And she wrote down the letters like C is for this, R is for this, for creativity. But the A was ascend through the medium you choose. And when I'm hearing what you're doing, parallel process with tech opportunities is this is allowing people to have freedom with which the podcast platform is growing into something so unique, so creative. And thanks to people like yourself and your team who understand the tech part, I'm like, I'm feeling like so much better. I know I still have to meet with your team, do the workshops, we'll put links, but it seems like you guys are growing with like the, what I call the pulse of consciousness. You're, you're growing with what the demands are and you're also growing with what the creativity is because some of my guests want to do video. Some of them want to do audio and the way I've managed my brand so far has been more like a ADD entrepreneur, creative producer, where I get inspired. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to do a six minute show on rich in love. And then I'll do a longer show. So it seems like this new, um, like growth of platforms allowing all different creative neuro style awarenesses. So I just want to, now I'm going to let you keep going, keep going. I'm blown away sure. by the way. So if you think about this now, an app can have a section that's audiobooks and films, and videos, and music. So you, it's, you now have a better organization within the apps. It's just not this list of podcasts. And again, it's still using the technology of podcasting, but what we're really trying to do here is mainstream that, hey, listen, it, podcast is just not an audio talk show. Right. It, you know, so some of the other stuff that is uh, in development, something called social interact. In other words, one person makes a comment on one app, they see it on another app. This is where we try to keep the audience in the app. That's still kind of, that's, that's got some work to do. We got a couple of years on that, so I won't go into it too much. But the most exciting thing really for me has been live and we call it lit and live. And, um, Today, more and more podcasters are going live. They're recording their podcast live and they're publishing the recorded show as an on-demand podcast. And what we've done, and again, not me, but what Podcasting 2.0, the community has done. So let me be clear. All this stuff has come from ideas from within the community is these modern podcast apps, which you can find at podcastapps.com. And some of them are a little rough yet. So again, it's early days. 
uh, modern podcast 2.0 apps now allow listeners to tune in live on the same podcast app where they consume your on-demand, but they can watch it live. So basically you get a phone notification. Hey, Todd's new media show has went live. You click the notification. Your podcast app opens up and there I am either audio or video live streaming. So you're not going to Facebook anymore. We're not going to YouTube live. We're not going to, you are again, basically. I love this. This is exactly, Todd, what you're talking about is exactly why I feel like I've waited because I wanted to have the control and I didn't want all these other platforms. It sounds like it's a more, it's the, it's an evolution of a unified platform. That's like an extension of the Todd Cochran brand or the so-and-so brand and you, and you build your own following organically or however you're doing that. And then it's a much more easy to curate day for someone. If they're like, this is the show, or this is the person I really want the, the golden nuggets from there's ways to have the notifications come up. And it also allows the creator to have freedom to create and not be as overwhelmed with how do I upload this? I've been like, okay, yay. I went from Zencast. I don't even know if I need Zencaster anymore. The, by the way, this is nothing against Zencaster. Sure, sure. But it's I a need, great so, product. Right, I use but, it too. But so the bottom line is I need to know, okay, do I still need the Zencaster? Of course I need Blueberry. But now that I have all this great content for over 400 shows and all these other things I'm doing, who do I meet on the Blueberry team to help me kind of curate and organize as things are evolving so I understand it and then I can explain it to my listeners. And so it's just a one step at a time. For me as a doctor, when I'm helping people and they feel overwhelmed, I just like take a deep breath. We're in this moment. I've already done sort of my like letting you guys all hear how I think. I'm like, okay, next step, interview Todd the next step. And I, (laughs) you know, because I think sometimes we have to build it in steps and it sounds like that's what you guys are doing. Can you just in summary of everything we've hit on this show, explain like if someone comes to Blueberry and then what the process is. And then this, this podcasting, modern podcasting 2.0 to clarify, that's an evolution right now. Correct. That's right. That's correct. It's not there yet. Well, we have all the features and there are apps that are implementing all these features, but some of those apps are not maybe the apps. This will, some of the stuff will never make it into Apple podcasts. It'll never make it to Spotify. They don't want to do that because what this is, is this is about us taking back control of the podcasting space. Yay. And I'm so excited. All of this is open. It's, it's not, siloed in other words any hosting provider can implement it any app can implement it and ultimately the goal is to meld the connection between the listener and the podcaster all of these features are designed number one we want you to stay in the app of your choice and we want to interact with you in the app of your choice or website because there's some websites implementing some of this as well the there's a lot more here but I, I think when well, we you, can actually yeah, do, sure, sure. we could do, um, so we can do another show, but I want to just say something very important that from, I've done two other shows with you in the past. And this is to me, the golden thread of one of your biggest passions that we've discussed is freedom of speech. Absolutely. And what to me, this is doing is, and this is hand on my heart, why I have said no to working for major networks and different things, because 
I didn't want someone, number one, to break my intuitive creative flow. Number two, someone to represent me as a figurehead without it being my true voice. So back to what I'm hearing is this evolution of podcasting 2.0 is really allowing people all over the world to start their podcast, which we already have that opportunity, but not let flow interruption from any, and I'm not going to say any other platforms. I'm not against any platforms. Sure, sure. Because that's part of being a paradigm progression pioneer. We need to have the Apples, the Spotify's, the YouTube, all the networks. We need all of it. We thank you. But then we can still utilize those platforms, but fine tune it to what we want. So it's kind of establishing a win-win of one voice and your integrity. Yeah. You know, and what we've really tried to do too is there's a whole component to live that allows, and, and some people are crypto adverse, and if you are, that's fine. But we have a system, and I'll just uh, briefly describe it. So imagine you're live. And all of a sudden you get what's called a boost and they actually call them boost grams. There's a little interface for it. And I'll give you a boost gram that came into me uh, on my show. Okay. Um, here's one. This was from Sam Setti. He sent me a thousand sats. A thousand sats is basically about really about, I think it's worth like uh, maybe a quarter or two and a half cents or something. It's, it's not the monetary value that's important. But it's the messy. It says, hey, Todd, loving the show. And then another person sent me 1,700 cents. I'm a fan of Claude, but also for chat GPT plus. Both are big help with transcripts to show notes. So these are just little comments that have come in that are engagement. Well, over time, our podcasters at Blueberry have earned about $10,000 in Satoshis since we implemented it four or five months ago. It comes in at a dollar at a time and it's it's it comes with a note now this is a big leap for listeners because this is where we as podcasters have to say hey we want you to go over and try fountain or try this new app um you have to have some trust to put you know ten dollars worth of crypto in there and send it to us this is a big leap it's a big leap and it's for most people it's it's a hurdle that they will not overcome they won't do it so we know that on average, about 7% of podcast audiences are willing to support a podcast financially. And that's, it doesn't matter. If a thousand listeners, 70 are going to be the ones that are going to send a, a, a 10 bucks, 20, whatever it may be. And of those percentages, then a smaller percentage are willing to try this new system. We're making, working on making it easier. It's still a little, again, early days. And we've got a couple of years of work to get more apps and more mainstream. Um, but the beauty about this micropayment system is there's no overhead. It, it, you know, to send 25 yeah. cents, it says it, it's a sub penny to send it. You don't have a transaction fee. Well, can I actually say the other thing I'm hearing besides the technology and the trust? It's an infinity loop. Back in the day, and I know people are listening to this all over the world. So, Let's just put it this way. In the United States, and this is going to really date me, everyone, there was this little show called Mr. Rogers. <laughs> and then there's like times where the the person that was doing the show would say, and I see little Jimmy boy, and I see this. And you were like so excited if you heard your name. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is also, besides the fact that they're giving some kudos to the show, you just gave Sam a shout out. 
to me, that's a very interactive win-win energy exchange. Because the way I understand the universe is it's linear and non-linear, Newtonium and quantum. And if we're trying to manage a podcast, an app, any sort of medium, we still want to have that what I'll call personal touch that's reverent. And so this feature is beyond just monetization. It's the fact that it is truly that user engagement that that you just gave Sam a shout out. I mean, what's that worth to him feeling like I actually matter? Because a lot of people these days are feeling like, who am I? Mm-hmm. Like, or It's very impersonal. There's been benefits to social media, but it can be a lonely life. So it seems and- like this feature is also very strategic for meeting the times of greater socialization in unique ways. And here's the most important part about this feature. Not only do you as a podcaster get an engagement with the listening audience, you give engagement back, you get a token amount of money. And some people are sending big amounts. So it could not, it could be a million Satoshis or a hundred thousand, which is a hundred thousand is like $25. So, but at the same time, the app that that donation was sent for, they get a percentage of it so that they can fund their continued development of the app so that the app developer has the ability to have a sustainable, they're having trouble just like podcasters are, they have the ability now to have a sustainable business model that allows them to, to take a small percentage, it's one, 2% of that total transaction, sometimes as a fee, sometimes as a percentage, you know, you get 98% versus a hundred of the tokens that are sent. But the main thing is cumulatively, then they've got enough money to maybe pay their house payment and, or pay for an employee or whatever it may be. I love that you're saying that. And now that I'm listening and I am excited to have you back on whenever we think it's appropriate, but I feel like I love the infrastructure of this. And it's also making me feel relieved almost that I haven't done monetization or take sponsors yet because I wanted to wait till I had some of my concepts trademarked and I had um, a fraud happen to me. Someone did target my brand back in 2018. I've done a series called Rocking a Betrayal. And Todd, it was to the tune of almost a half million wow. dollars. And I have been very gun shy. It's I'm really proud of myself that I still like I took a nine month off of my my branding. It happened right when my podcast was on a positive trajectory and the fraud happened in 2018. But then I was like, the show must go on, all my messages and mental health. And then I had other different people are like, I want to, I want to take your neurostyle idea. And the reason why I'm sharing this in such a vulnerable way is I think a lot of people are, who do we trust? Mm-hmm. What blueberry platform do we trust? Does Todd, when you listen to Todd shows, he's been doing this for a long time. He understands the tech, which apps to trust. So for me personally, um, and the way I've been very fortunate hand on my heart that I'm so positive and I've overcome the fraud and I'm, you know, really ready to continue to rock and roll and put, put good to content. For me, it's now a leveling up and I'm almost relieved that I didn't do the other infrastructures because now I can um, work with your team or anyone that's coming on new to Blueberry. There's all this exciting stuff and it seems like a really unique time for monetization in a very, in a way full of integrity. I just am getting the word integrity. And that to me is a relief after what I've gone through, but it's a relief for anyone because there is so much internet fraud. There's so much out there that we have to navigate. And I'm not trying to put um, anything negative on this. You can hear in my voice, I'm very hopeful. 
um, not you, but the idea for all of us can be overwhelming when we're out in the big bad world. And the person that the fraud happened targeted me based on my brand and all my good friends, even my friends that um, work for the FBI were fooled. So I just wanted to also be vulnerable to everyone that sometimes when you're putting yourself out there in the metaverse or in the world, you really want to pick the right podcasting platform with someone with integrity. And that's why I really wanted Todd back on the show, because not only is he the founder and the thinker, he's got the tech knowledge and he has the track record of win-wins with his employees. And for my neurostyle, that to me is where I would want to put my time and money in trusting a platform. I have, and I have one more okay. exciting thing to share with you on this model. Okay, cool. And then we'll do a summary of the whole model. Sure, sure. Okay, go ahead. So let's say you have someone that's giving their time and talent and you say, wow, my fan is, is helping me with these chapter files or doing some of this stuff. Why don't I give them a split of the donations? So there's a split function where you can set a percentage wow. to send to the person that helps you. So I know some people that have 10 splits. They send a split to a service. They send a split to Podcast Index as part of this to support the initiatives that we're doing here. They send a split to their co-host. They send, Some even send a split to their guest as a thank you for being on the show. So it's, it is a way, it is a true model that cannot be done with, I'm going to call it fiat, and the fiat meaning cash. You know, if you want to send someone a hundred bucks and then you want to do splits, then what do you have to do? You got to send, you know, you got to write a check for $5 or you got to, you know, you've got to cash up someone a little bit here and there. It's complicated. This just right. happens automatically. You add the split and it gets separated in the transaction and it's completely trackable. This is the beauty about it. There, because it's done on Bitcoin, because there is um, transparency in this, you can actually see where goes where and who gets what. And there's nothing that's hidden. Nothing is behind the curtains. There's not someone over on the side that's saying, well, I can just scrape 15% off the top and no one's going to know. No, 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 no. It doesn't work this way. Um, and that's the beauty about this. And from a transparency standpoint and going back to trust factor and having the trust and building Blueberry, we do a 3% fee for offering this service. And it's it's in the documentation, it's in the feed, it's in your where you set this up. We're very transparent about it. Um, so you know, yep, Blueberry's taking a 3% fee to do this. So I think what we- Wait, but by the way, this isn't there yet though, this- Oh, it's, this... It's, it's there, it's operational oh. today. Oh, yeah. wow, I need to actually have a, a meeting with your team, but I wanna, okay, so now that we've had this very, yeah. I know, <laughs> amazing 50 minute show, and by the way, I get a 92% impact, I think at the 32 minute mark, but I know oh, awesome. people will still keep listening to us. <laughs> but so we're at the 50 minute mark, can we do kind of a summary of sure. Blueberry, 2.0 and how people can get started. And then for existing podcasters like myself and other people listening that almost want someone to do like a podcast review, because I've never done that. I think I'm, uh, you know, I'm paying a certain amount, but I'm not using most of the features because it was overwhelming for me. Sure. Okay. Again, Blueberry is a full featured podcast hosting company. We have everything you're going to need to do your show except record for you. Um, we have partners that we work with that do some of the social promotion stuff better than us. So you can't be an expert in everything, but we are an expert in podcasting. And obviously I just talked about these new features on top of everything else that's been around really since 2005. 
So the team is here to help you. Uh, for me personally, what I do is I do calls with individual podcasters that need a, basically like Denise, you need a little touch up. I need um, a touch up. <laughs> yeah. I typically do 30 minute calls. Those come with the hosting service. I do five to nine of those a week. Um, so we, you know, we try to focus on one or two things because in 30 minutes goes pretty quick. Uh, but it's really, um, our podcast that we have describes a lot of these concepts, describes in detail uh, what we're doing. And I think that is part of our education process. We have a partner that actually has a podcast 101 training series that uh, you get as being with us. So we try to make all the resources available to you and our team. Ultimately, we can't hit record for you. You have to do that. Um, if you need help editing, uh, we have a pro team that is separate from Blueberry that we partner with that can help you with that. But I always think it's important if you're a podcaster, maybe you should learn how to edit a first, first couple of episodes before you hire a third-party editor. I think it's important to kind of understand that process a little bit. But if you're busy and a professional have time, then record and have someone else edit um, your show for you. But again... Uh, we're a full service hosting provider. Blueberry is B L U B R R Y dot com. We couldn't afford the E's. The E's were two, two or three million dollars. Oh, so, yeah, okay. OMG. So uh, that's why there's no, that's why there's no E's in the word Blueberry. And plus, we decided the company name when it was still cool to do those kinds of non-vowel company names. <laughs> Fantastic. And right now, the app 2.0 that I heard about on the People's Podcast Choice Awards night, that's an evolution. It is so evolution. you and I had a very what's next. But for those, I can tell you all that I have been working with Blueberry since 2016. And I've been hitting the record and I feel like people love my content, but I haven't maximized all the features. So number one, I'm so thankful and trusted of Todd and what he's doing that I feel very comfortable. If anyone's new to podcasting, please, please look at Blueberry. And then also if you're like me, you know what your superpowers are and you need help. His team's fantastic. And um, Todd, can you also let everyone know the different podcasts you're doing so they can know how they can listen and learn more from you? Sure. Um, the show that's about podcasting is called The New Media Show. It's co-hosted by myself and Mr. Rob Greenley. It's at newmediashow.com. We claim if you listen long enough, you'll get a PhD in podcasting. Oh, gosh, great. <laughs> my my, my uh, tech show is Geek News Central. And again, uh, that's the Genesis show that really started everything. And it, 19 years and 1700 episodes. And then the show that we do for the company where really we dig into topics and as our super focus is called Podcast Insider. Uh, you can find it at blueberry.com or go to podcastinsider.com and redirect to the podcast page at Blueberry um, or just subscribe to it on your favorite podcast app. So Podcast Insider, the new media show and Geek News Central are the three podcasts that I'm personally involved in. Oh, wow. Well, thank you, Todd, for your time. And also, everyone, I'm going to start asking you, write a review. If you like this show, tell us. I, I'm I'm very humble, but now I need to kind of get out there because I'm going to be having lots more guests like Todd, and I'm going to be upping my game. Todd, thank you for all that you do in the world of podcasting and really your vision for making sure everyone has a voice. Well, thank you for having me on the show, and best of luck, and look forward to coming back and doing even more deep deeper, geekier dive. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you. And I feel like I'm going to off show, get an assignment from you of like the top three shows. I need to listen to the ones you've already done so that when I have my 30 minute meeting, I'm a good student. Well, the podcasting 2.0 show is a show that if you really want to get deep in the weeds, uh, that's where they talk about all this at, at a very, very deep, deep level. Oh. And is that on the new media show? No, that's uh, done by Adam Curry and Dave Jones, the founders of the podcasting 2.0, I guess, revolution evolution. Okay. So again, yeah, it's called Podcasting 2.0. Okay, fantastic. Okay, well, thank you, Todd, and thank you, everyone. And take it one step at a time, wherever you're at in your process of getting your message out. Thank you, everyone.